0: The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all the live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online website today and remember to use your promo code BLEAV, that's Believe, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission?
1: To keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more.
0: all right everyone welcome back to the golf unfiltered podcast i'm adam that's dan uh we're over at GolfUnfiltered.com. be sure to follow us everywhere on social media at golf unfiltered and for those of you watching on youtube you can see on the screen here our respective handles on x.com uh dan how are you today my friend
1: uh hanging in there we got a dolphins game tonight so uh ask me again in a couple hours <laughs> yes
0: we got two monday night games i mean we i do. i i'm never gonna get used to two monday night games it's weird
1: to me it is super weird um and not that it's necessarily such a bad thing it's always good when we have more games but um if they're gonna start doing this whole two monday nighters thing maybe we could get like some staggered starts maybe yeah. start one at like seven and the other one at like 8 30 i don't know just you know that way we we can have some um you know time for themselves and also so right. that way both games aren't ending at like 1 a.m. local time,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, you and I being fantasy football, uh, involved in that in our, our league, you know, we've got two games that we have to watch, and uh, yeah. I believe that you said you had a little thing that you wanted to come clean about regarding your fantasy yeah. football, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Um, Go for it. unfortunately, Nikki couldn't join us, so I couldn't do this to her face, but um, I'll, I'll eat the crow, Nikki was right. She said the day of our draft that I would never win anything this year with Jared Goff as my starting quarterback. And yesterday I went into a essentially, it was not a winner take all match, uh, but for me, I needed to win uh, to have a shot at that last playoff spot. Uh, For anyone that watched the Lions game yesterday, we very much know that I did not win that game because of Jared Goff and the Lions offense. Uh, I I had Goff, uh, St. Brown and Laporta yesterday. So basically I was, all in and I was either going to go great or horribly wrong based solely on that um, Lions game and uh, not your not your uh, um, uh, Bears, but the Bears that play well, in your area. Er- er- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's funny because you and I kept chatting and we kept looking at in- the live in game um, Detroit money lines and we kept saying, so yeah, we just kept waiting for the Bears to bear. Um, I bet And it. instead, and the admit. lions. <laughs> well, and instead <laughs> of the bears bearing the lions, lion. So um, yeah, yeah, that did not go well yesterday. But that was just one of the uh, absurdities of yesterday. Nothing that happened yesterday, I feel like, made any sense. And um, not that Vegas needed more money, but I'm guessing the Vegas probably had one hell of a day yesterday because nothing made sense. Nothing went the way I think anyone thought it was supposed to to go. We could do an entire show just on that play in the Chiefs game. By the yeah, way, that was crazy. he was. If you're so off sides that the referees can't even see the ball, you're off sides. There's no <laughs> yeah. Sorry, answer, butts about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, was, a, it was a thing. It was just a crazy craziness. day yesterday. Nothing made any sense. Um, hopefully, for my sake, something goes back to normal tonight because. Um, if, if tonight goes away yesterday, did, that means that Tennessee is going to win. And, and obviously, I don't no. want that to, to happen, but. Um, Same. Yeah. And then we no. have golf, right? So, like, 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 golf, yeah. much, less hectic right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about less hectic, but yeah. I yeah. mean, yesterday,
1: sarcastic, I, but yeah.
0: <laughs> right. All I need is, uh, all I need is Waddle to do a few things tonight, and I'll be fine, I think. But yeah, I mean, you bring up golf and. Oh man, Dan, we have so much we have, we can talk about. And by now listeners, you've probably heard your favorite, you know, podcasts talking about uh, the golf ball rollback as well as uh, John Rahm going to live. And, And maybe we, we save the rollback talk today, Dan, for something else, but the biggest, most recent stories. And, and I don't think I'm overselling this when I say that the future of men's professional golf can be decided in the next couple of weeks. I mean, we've got the December 31st deadline coming up, uh, where the proposed framework agreement is supposed to be finalized. Whatever the heck that's going to look like. John Rom, in the meantime, has has left town. He's gone to live golf. Um, and then late last night, you actually sent a text about this to our group, where finally there's some traction, probably, you know, pushed in the direction because of Rom leaving by the PGA Tour and a investment group that has been put together. So there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in the last 24 hours.
1: And it's funny, you wouldn't, you know, I don't think there's anyone in this world who can compare financially to the Saudi investment fund. So I'm not even going to try to sit here and say, okay, they've done it. But however, um, if you're trying to get close, I think we got close last night. Um, Some of the most powerful, richest men in this country put Mm -hmm. or join or joining forces to, whether it's buy a larger stake in whatever this new PJ tour and Saudi group's gonna be, or they're gonna try to muscle the Saudis out. I don't know, but you've got the Ricketts family, the owner of the Cubs. You've mm-hmm. got Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, you have Fenway Sports Group, who, by the way, not they don't just own the Red Sox and the Penguins, they also own Liverpool, who's worth about a bajillion dollars on their own uh lebron james is part of fenway sports group so like his name's not even specifically mentioned because he's part of that larger conglomerate along with the owner of the red sox john henry um i'm drawing a blank on his name but you also have the owner of the milwaukee brewers so um short of like mark cuban which you know he's selling the mavericks maybe he's gonna throw his name into this group at some point too maybe he's just trying to get the the liquidation ready but um you want to talk about the who's who of influential and very wealthy businessmen in this country. You know, I I listed all those and I, I listed the sports teams they own. That's just the sports teams they own. That's not their quote unquote right. day jobs. Like Arthur Blank also, by the way, owns Home Depot. Like these guys yes. made their money <laughs> in the private sector before they even bought their playthings in their sports teams. So um yeah th- you're, you're never going to compete with Saudi money. Um but the list of names that are on this group that are going to try to get involved Um, There's some firepower there. There's a lot of money there. And there is um, some intrigue there. Because like I said, are they going to just try to buy a seat at the table with the Saudis and with the PGA Tour as it exists now? Or are they going to try and essentially buy the Saudis seats and kick them Mm -hmm. out? In which case... Then clearly, obviously, not only is Liv going to continue to exist, but Liv will continue to probably get stronger because there are more guys that will say, "Okay, well, nothing's going to happen now. I might as well just go." Uh, you know, and we've already seen that uh, Tony Finau uh, is reportedly going to go next to to John, with John yeah. Rom's team. So is uh, Tyrell uh, uh, Hatton, Ter- Hatton. I saw, yeah. as mm-hmm. a possible name, and and that's and that's just and there's still one more um, name to fill out that team. There's also, by the way, um, a whole other team that hasn't even been formed yet because Liv said that they can still add one more team, which is another four guys. So, mm-hmm. um, And then also you had the three that just qualified for the league this year over the weekend in the in their promotions event too. So uh, we're not yeah. done with Liv. Um, I, I knew there had been rumblings that Fenway Sports Group, obviously. I, we knew that name. We knew they had been involved for a while in this. But when the list came out last night, you saw some of the other names that were in that um, group Mm -hmm. along with family sports group. It couldn't help me. I couldn't help but think to myself, um, those are some names and there's a lot of money behind those names. So this just got even more interesting as if it wasn't already interesting enough.
0: Yeah. The names involved, like you mentioned, I mean, they've, they've got a ton of cash. They don't have Saudi public investment fund money, but that, that alone brings so many other questions to mind for me, at least. And, and it's a matter of, all right, well, the, the the mantra all along or the understanding has always been that you're not going to be able to compete with what money live golf is playing with. All right. But in the same token, it's a matter of, all right, do they have to? Because what the PGA Tour accessionally has right now is the market. I mean, I, like we've we've joked about it, but it, it's still true. I can't even watch live golf in my area and I am not in a small market. I live just a little outside of Chicago. So even if I wanted to, I couldn't watch John Brooks Skepka.
1: Your market host I don't know if they're going to this year, but your market the last two years hosted a live event. And the people that live there, like they, they, they could have live next to the place where it was being played at. And if they weren't on the property, they couldn't watch it. Like, that's just exactly right. That, that's, it, that it, tells it, it, you all you need to know right there.
0: It's asinine. And it's it's one of the things, I guess, one of the, the, the bargaining chips that the PGA Tour still has. And so there is still value in the PGA Tour. And I feel like that's been lost a little bit among the, the crowd and everyone talking about this, everyone's saying that the PGA Tour is dead. The PGA Tour is dead. PGA Tour is still alive. And for all intents and purposes, well, it's just everything that's going on behind the scenes, especially if we believe what uh, the SI.com article uh, mentioned, where Patrick Cantlay is basically the person running the show now. I mean, who who's to say what's going on behind closed doors at the leadership level? All of that to the side the pga tour is still a viable product right uh,
1: you would have to think so also just side note guy can't put a hat on but now he's running the show right. like god help us <laughs> yeah. all um know. if that is in fact true obviously jordan spee said there's no truth to that but you know what do you expect him to say because it's got to be embarrassing if that's really the case but um no there's still viability there um regardless of the saudis involvement it makes sense that you're going to need an influx of cash, and you're going to need a large influx of cash, and you're going to need it quickly. And who better to be able to provide that large influx of cash than um, owners of other professional sports teams that literally are just constantly have cash flow going in and out, and they also own things that they can go ahead and use um, to go to banks and get even more money if they need to, because obviously they have very, very equitable things that they can use. Um, we've we've been seeing stories coming out in the last few weeks, obviously. Uh, purses are increasing across the board even more so for elevated events um right as of right now that increase in money is falling on the sponsors and we have seen sponsors be very annoyed we've also seen several sponsors just say you know what we're out Honda the longest sponsor in tour history did that for the event down here obviously they've already got a new sponsor now in Cognizant um Wells Fargo is no longer going to be the sponsor of the Wells Fargo championship. So that's going to need a whole nother name. Um, and, and, and for those tournaments that have not backed out and are still playing ball, we've heard from a lot of tournament directors and, you know, kind of heads of these companies or sponsors saying, okay, well, if we're going to have to give you more money, then that means less money for the charities. And I thought that's the whole point of this thing is we're supposed to be a charitable 501 C three. It's supposed to be all about the charities, charity, charity, charity. And so, um, if more money is going to have to go into operating costs and less money is going into charity, then that kind of defeats the purpose of the mm-hmm. bottom line of the PGA Tour as it currently exists. Now, obviously, that's a, probably a big reason too why the tour is creating this new arm or whatever that's going to be the for-profit side, because it's kind of tough to still claim to be a nonprofit if you're now demanding reimbursement of the profits. Um, right. Right. You know. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's it's clear that more money is needed it's clear that the tour threw all this money at these guys to try to keep them from going to live without a clear plan in place of how they were going to pay for it all mm-hmm. um and so if anything this this um group led by the Fenway sports group now kind of makes it more clear is where exactly the money's going to come from for them to pay for all this now it would it would I would assume at least
0: yeah I, I would too and and what I what I don't quite understand yet, and I don't know if anyone really has an answer to this, is is how sponsors for the players themselves are going to continue in this. Because if you look at it from their perspective, actually on both sides of that coin, if you're a player like John Rahm, you just got a huge payday, either in equity or a combination of equity and cash, whatever. You don't necessarily need sponsor money anymore. But on the other side, if you're a sponsor like Callaway, for example, your player isn't being seen by as many. Eyeballs anymore because the markets just don't cover or, or carry live golf right right now today. So it's almost like, what's the ROI on your side as well for sponsoring a player? And then it just becomes, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole asking questions like that. I think it's safe to say though that no matter where we end up, it's going to look significantly different than where we've been for the last however many years in pro golf, at least on the men's side.
1: Yeah, and and we've already seen examples of that on both sides with live uh, for as of right now, Callaway is stating that they're going to stick with ROM. Um, obviously Nike stuck with Brooks, um, but we've also seen on the flip side of that um, Adidas, I believe dropped DJ. I know they dropped well, Sergio. They,
0: they dropped everyone. They dropped all they, the, all
1: uh, the guys, uh, Puma yeah. obviously, and, and Cobra obviously did not. Now that, that contract happened to already be coming up to begin with, but they obviously did not renew with Bryson. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Phil so Ricks lost. still with Brooks, yeah, yeah, but uh I, I think Phil well now Phil's in a whole different ball game because he of what he his comments yeah. do, but I think everyone basically got rid of Phil at that point, so we we've seen examples of 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 sponsors leaving, and then we've seen examples of them saying, okay, we'll stick around for now now, the Nike thing is interesting in its own right because it would all, it would appear that they're gonna just no longer exist here soon, so I right. think that that one will just kind of take care of itself in a weird way um. Yeah. You, I think you summed it up perfectly though. The, I think that for a lot, I, I, I don't know for sure. I would have to assume if it were me, the reason why I would be wanting in the case of ROM, you know, 300 million, even if it's not all in cash is because yeah, there's gotta be, even if it doesn't actually happen, you've got to go into that with some level of assumption that, okay, I'm going to lose some money here because there is going to be sponsors that are either going to a drop me completely, b want to restructure my contract because basically I'm only going to get seen four times a year, um, mm-hmm. and so there, there's going to be financial loss. So obviously, I would have to assume the same thing on the Saudi side. Their selling point to these golfers has got to be okay. Yeah, you're you may lose some sponsorship money, but uh, here's cash that you would have made from them anyway, with the promise right. of more cash from these guaranteed no cut um, events, but. Yeah, I just it just it doesn't make a ton of. I don't want to say it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but I, I think one of the things too that people also have to understand, and yes, these guys have so much money; it's stupid. It's not like we need to feel sorry for them from a financial perspective. But mm-hmm. part of these sponsorships is they get all their equipment for free, and beyond just that, they get right. to like custom make their clubs. So like we can get fitted to an extent as as the general mm-hmm. public what they get fitted, like their fittings are so much more extreme than ours are. And so if you're no Mm -hmm. longer being repped by a club OEM anymore, in theory, you're going out and you're having to buy your own stuff. Now, once again, they have so much money. It's not like it's whatever. But I would have to imagine that that's got to be, for a professional golfer that you're so used to your equipment and you're so used to things being made a certain way for you. And if then you've got to change that, It's got to be tough, regardless of the money involved, because now all of a sudden you got to figure out, okay, well, what clubs do I want to play? Do I want to keep using these? If I break my seven iron tomorrow now, though, I can't just go call somebody and get another free one. I've got to go figure out a way to get it, get it fitted, you know, uh, break it, you know, all all those things that kind of I think a lot just goes without saying when you have these Mm -hmm. club deals. And so um, once again, though, you know, three hundred million dollars. Okay, I'm sure you can figure it out. (laughs)
0: The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Coghill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to CogHillGolf.com to learn more. The Golf & Filter podcast is also brought to our friends over at Swanee's. Swanee's is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are a given these days, but if you're looking for the stretchiest and most lightweight pieces that deliver a look that says, I'm here for a good time, take a walk on the Swanee's side. With fabric sourced from recycled plastics and design sourced from our very own Weekend Warriors, Swanee's is looking out for both our planet and planet and those that might need a little style to boost their drive another 15 yards. Premium looks from top to bottom at swannies.co. swannies.co. Golf Unfiltered is proud to partner once again with Mizuno Golf for 2023. Mizuno Golf is offering their new JPX 923 irons, and if you haven't heard about these yet, go out to our YouTube channel and see a full fitting that I do with Mizuno at Coghill Golf & Country Club. These irons are spectacular. They've got three medals, five different options of irons spanning the player's spectrum. So you are for sure going to find something great for your game. Go out to MizunoUSA.com today to learn more. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Sunday Golf. Let's face it, golf bags are a dime a dozen right now, but Sunday Golf offers different models and lightweight bag options for any golfer, no matter the course or number of clubs that you prefer to carry. I personally use the 14 Club Ryder 23 bag as my everyday gamer, but I also have a 6 Club Loma bag for my practice sessions and casual weekend rounds. You'll love Sunday Golf's casual take on the game, including their golf bags, apparel, and accessories. Be sure to visit SundayGolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers? Yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now. SharpFocusNutrition.com. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and we even hear stories of, you know, for some of the lesser known players on any tour, you know they send the caddy out to PGA Tour Superstore, yeah, and they have yeah, to pick yeah. up a you know a putter. It happens, Um, which also is also owned when... by
1: Ar- also owned by Arthur Blank, by the way. Speaking there, you of, go, you know.
0: there you go. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too because you raise up a good point. We're about the uh, the equipment side of the game too. I mean, you know. So a lot of these player contracts, when they sign, we've talked about this before, when they sign on with a brand, there are clauses in many of these contracts that the player, in order to be a representative of the brand, has to maintain a certain world golf ranking. We don't have world uh, golf ranking points for these live players at right now. Now, live's attempt, uh, what their strategy is right now, rather, it's not an attempt, they're actually doing it their strategy is to try to put pressure on the world golf ranking for many reasons. One for these players to get into the majors more uh, easily, but also for the equipment contracts, because these players have clauses that they have to maintain a certain ranking. So was the, I mean, this is an obvious question, Dan, but ROMS signing was clearly a huge strategic win for live golf We've already you've already mentioned, and we've heard rumors of Tony now, who's pretty much it's almost confirmed that he's going. Terrell Hatton, a lot of people are saying the same. I mean, what's another big name that you feel would be another huge strategic win that is actually realistic? They're not going to get Tiger. They're not going to get Rory. But who could Live also be targeting right now?
1: I'm not going to take credit for this, but a name was floated as answering or when that question was, was brought up over the weekend on Twitter and it really got me thinking, and I'm like, Oh man, that could actually happen. And Oh boy, if it did Victor Hovland. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That would be a Oh boy moment too, because uh, that's, I mean, that is probably the next, the next big name in golf and, and he's already there to an yeah. extent, but as far as, you know, the next name that could get to that next stratosphere, so to say, um, you have to believe would be Victor Hovland. Going back to really quick to what you're saying about trying to figure out ways to get around the the world golf ranking. I think we've also seen it here in these last few weeks. I saw um, this morning in a in a delayed end of the tournament. Um, I believe Louis and I believe, won the won the the. Uh, um, Alfred Dunhill, know. link sort of, yeah. But uh, I, if it wasn't him, it was it was a live golfer, and so I saw that sure. four of the last five DP World Tour events have been to start this new season have been won by live golfers. So it appears that mm. they are well, though the non-Americans, it would appear, are being allowed back in the DP World Tour. We know that there are we saw the likes of Patrick Reed and others last year show up at Asian Tour events. Those those tours do still offer uh, world golf ranking points, so they are already. F- circumventing the system by essentially going and playing in in other on other tours that are allowing them to now granted Mm -hmm. the asian tour and the dp world tour don't quite allow or don't don't offer the number of world ranking points per event that you know the average pga tour event does but it's still better than nothing and when you're just when you when you've reached a certain depth on that world golf ranking list when you drop below i think it's 200 ever like 10 points can shoot you up like 500 like tiger for tiger got like what t- uh, 15 points or whatever for the for the hero or he, i don't know how many points, he, how got how many like points he, he got like okay, two he got like two points and, and he and, shot and up. That shot him yeah. up like 400 mm-hmm. spots <laughs> right so like it once you insane. drop below a certain level like a, a point will shoot you significantly higher up now obviously to crack that top 50 you need a lot more points but i mean for some of these guys right a, you know a, a win on a DP World Tour event might get them enough to get him back in the top 100, say, and at that point right. they may be able to then fulfill some of their contractual obligations, depending on where what different tier levels they may be required to be at.
0: Yeah, well, and just real quick to go back, I found this. Here's the final leaderboard. There it from is, Louis. Yeah, Alfred Dunhill. Yeah, Louis, and then Charles. Sports. I mean, one, two, yeah. uh, you know, and so they're, they are. Obviously, they're just, they're still good players. I mean, they're in comparison to the other uh, PGA Tour pros, they're not the best, but Victor Hovland would certainly be a name that would just completely turn the tides on, on all of this. I mean, I think, so when we say something like, you know, the world of men's pro golf could change within the next two weeks. I mean, that, that is, that is not hyperbole. I mean, that, that very well could be the case. And I think it's going to be interesting how the ripple effect kind of follows all that, you know, because as many people have said, and I kind of agree with, you know, pro golf. Let's just call it what it is, Dan. Men's pro golf is the the where all the eyeballs are in in the world of golf. I mean, LPGA tour is certainly gaining in popularity. I love it. I know you do as well as Nikki, of course. But that's where all the eyeballs go, and that's therefore where all the money's going to go for the majority of players. Now, whether or not the the pro side of the game directly influences the game that you and I play. I, I don't know. I think the the verdict is still out on that. But what I have seen is that there's a lot of people even in my close golf circle are saying, you know what? I'm done watching pro golf. I'll watch the majors, but anything else, I'm done with it. I mean, I'm sure you're hearing the same.
1: I'm not just hearing the same. I'm, I'm in, I mean, I think I'm in that group now. And I know that's probably yeah. weird for some people to hear, considering the fact that we are on a podcast called, called Golf Unfiltered. Um, Folks, I, I it's really tough for me to care right now about yeah. anything that's not the majors, and uh, we haven't even hit the majors yet. You know, so it's it's tough to even say uh, I care about the major. I mean, it's, it's it'll be tough not to watch the majors just because you know they're the right. majors. Also, Tiger is going to play in them this year. <laughs> Fingers Hopefully. crossed as long yeah. as he stays yeah. healthy. Um, but yeah, it's just when you have a bunch of multi-millionaires complaining about the fact that they're not hundreds of millionaires. Yeah. it's really tough to get behind that one. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say that we don't see that in other sports, but it's not like this. And I will say too, when we see this happening in other sports, it's because these other leagues have the money to pay the players more and they're not doing it in this right. case, the leagues or in this case, the league does not have the money to pay these guys more and they're still demanding more. Like, okay, think about this one for a minute. Golf is an incredibly niche sport. I know that in our little world of sicko golf Twitter, it may feel like the be-all end-all, but like in the general scheme of life, golf is such a niche sport, even at the professional level. John Rahm just made $300 million this week. That's more than the career earnings of some of your favorite athletes. Like, Mm-hmm. Shohei otani got seven hundred million this week, like, but for ten years, for 10 John Rom right. got three hundred for probably three years. So that means John Rom and Shohei otani this year are going to make the exact same amount of money, like just from salary, not from anything else, right. just from their salary. Major League Baseball as a as an as a as an entity is mm-hmm. worth like billions and billions of billions of dollars, and the professional golf is not no so like where does it like where does it end because it's not sustainable there's no money there like the money's not there for the money's not there for in the first place look no further than the fact that listen to the names that i listed off at the beginning of the episode that had to all come together to pool their money just to figure mm-hmm. out how they're going to be able to afford to keep the pga tour alive basically at this point like and yeah. also, once again, those are all owners of professional sports teams in leagues that are, worth you know, I mean.
0: Yeah, they've made their the, money the,
1: already. The, 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 the cheapest team to buy right now in Major League Baseball is probably the Marlins. And they sold for $1.2 billion when Bruce Sherman bought them. And that's probably yeah. the poorest team. And so it's just it. it I, I think a lot of people are trying to compare golf to these other sports. You can't. There's not golfers. I mean, no golf. I, Adam, you were joking about this the other day. Golf's like one step of fishing and fishing's never on TV and no, and, right. and professional fishermen don't make any money. And now go, John rum's going to make $300 million this year before he even tits, hits a shot. Like, well, not this year, but you know, He's going to make what, yeah, the, like, oh, the, 100 million this year before he hits a shot. Like, you know what I'm, I mean? It's just right. like, what are we doing?
0: The absurdity <laughs> of it is really where I kind of get lost in the whole thing. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's just it's so absurd. There's John Rahm is not on TV commercials selling me things like Christian McCaffrey. I, my my wife and I were, were joking yesterday because like Christian McCaffrey, pretty no, just regular looking dude. You know, he's not someone that I, I will admit, you know. I probably wouldn't recognize him right away if he walked into my grocery store, but he's still on TV selling me things. I forget what what commercial it was. John Romm's not doing that, nor do I think that John Romm could do that.
1: You know, this is not a knock on her at all because I, Adam, you're a big fan of hers too, so I don't think there's sure. any. You know, I see Caitlin Clark on TV more than I right. see John Romm on TV. Like, and I'm just 100%. talking commercials. Like, I'm not even yeah. talking about. And you know what? This year, she's going to be on TV for playing her sport more than John Rom will be too, because John is gonna be on the CW on a random Saturday. And every one of Iowa's games this year on that has been so far has been on ESPN or you know, national TV that everybody gets. So like and 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 once again, that's I I am not knocking her and and she's probably one of if not the greatest female athlete that we currently have out there and she's still in college. Um right. but like yeah so you even look at somebody like that and I bet you the average run of the mill sports fan would not be able to pick her out of a lineup either, but she's on TV no. more than Rahm is now, too. And she's obviously making a fraction of what he is. And that has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman, just because of the fact that $300 million is, is an obscene, ridiculous amount of money.
0: And that's where it comes to the, the, just the ugh, part of it all for me. Like, it's, it's just, how can you, how can
1: you enjoy following that at this point? Like, how can you we enjoy, can't. The day in and day yeah. out of watching these guys when you know it's like all they're thinking in the back of their heads is like, oh, well, who am I going to fight yeah. with today about more money? Like, get over it. You know, <laughs> I don't know.
0: And, and to his credit, too, I mean, KVV uh, over at uh, No Lang Up, he he wrote a really nice piece the other day talking about essentially how fans don't matter right now in pro golf. You know, it, it, I would encourage everyone to go read it. You probably already have if you're uh, in this this small golf space. but. it the the Rom signing, even in his Letterman jacket on Fox News, because it had to be Fox News, of course. Um, it it just it is such a disconnect from from reality. As far as like these are make believe numbers that these guys, and it's not just Rom; it's everyone up to this point. It's make believe numbers in more ways than one. You and I have talked about this. John Rom is not getting three hundred million dollars in a briefcase yep. right now. He's getting some.
1: And he's getting equity in his team. And you want to know how much that equity in his team is worth at this exact moment? Zero dollars. Zero. Sorry. For those of you listening to it, zero because nobody has paid for the, uh, these teams. Like there is no indication that anyone is wanting to pay for stakes in these teams. There's no indication that there's any real sponsorship interest to sponsor these teams. So for right now, that whatever percentage equity John Rom has in his team is worth exactly zero dollars, and yeah. so it, it it's just all the more proof and reason that this all of this it's it's monopoly money at this point. It does it really it, is. It's been out and, and short of the actual cash in their hands that they got, which we don't know how much any of these guys got in actual cash. The only amount of money we know they have in cash or their purses that they money that they win, um, but short of the cash in their hands. Everything else is it. It might as well be Bitcoin or cri- anything. Monopoly money it might as well be you know a could piece of pay- Like it, it, it's it's it, it right. literally has no intrinsic monetary value at this exact moment. Now, of course, like everything in life, that could change. But as of right now, this second, it's worth literally nothing.
0: Yeah, and, and it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. I mean, uh, frankly, you know, it's not going to impact what we do here at at Golf Unfiltered. I mean, we may talk about different topics moving forward but you i mean if you've listened to this for any length of time you guys know that we we hit all to all sorts of fields um you know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing as a golf fan and i'm just speaking purely you know not as someone who who owns a website but more so like look you and i we like watching the game we like watching the big tournaments certainly the majors um we like going out and playing every so often but it has just gotten to a point, at least for me, and I don't know how you feel, but it's gotten to a point where I don't even want to turn the TV on to watch these tournaments like I could care less. I would much rather go play golf and maybe catch a score update so I could talk about it on this show, you know, <laughs> than then actually watch. There's no way I'm watching four rounds of this, this, this stuff.
1: Yeah, but we, we, we know that golf is still sustainable without it um, because we know that everyone's still playing it. And like you and I are going to be at the PGA show next month from all right. indications we've received, like there's going to be a record number of people going to the PGA show next month. Those people are not PGA tour pros. They're professionals. Yeah. But like they are the ones who teach us. So if there is still that great of a demand in, in 2023, when we've seen that it could go virtual and still be successful. And there's still that big of a demand for everyone to get on planes and pull out their quarter zips and converge in Orlando for a couple <laughs> days. Like obviously the, the, the health of the game of golf as a whole is still there. And, and like you, you like to mention plenty and it's true. Men's professional golf is not a representation of the game of golf. The game of golf no. is the representatives of the game of golf are you and I and people like right. us and those of us who, we go to the PGA tour Superstore cause we need to buy that new seven iron. And we go out on our local munis on a Saturday and with our friends, and maybe we have some music playing in our carts while we're playing and we just go out there and we have our fun. And so that, that really is what is going to continue to keep sustaining this game. Because I think that, and I don't know if I would have said this 20 years ago. And once again, I think that tiger did this, but if the PGA tour shut down tomorrow and there was no longer any, any longer men's professional golf, I still think the majority of those of us that play golf would continue to mm-hmm. go out and keep playing golf on the weekends. Um, yep. And that's a, that's a testament to tiger because I think that pre tiger had the PGA tour shut down. I think that golf probably would not have been able to be sustained on the amateur side of things, but um mm-hmm. that generation of people that like us, that tiger made us fall in love with the game. Like, and you said like, I don't care about the PGA tour anymore. So I'm going to uh, 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 what they do is not going to influence whether or not I keep playing the game. What's going to influence if I keep playing the game is the fact that all the northeasterners are down here clogging the courses up right now and the prices right. are higher. So I stay off of them until they go back up north and my courses yeah. are, up, you know, wide open again. But short of that, um yeah, nothing's really going to stop me from playing. So no. as long I- as we keep playing because because once again like I like I brought to the, the pro golfers aren't paying for their equipment, their balls, anything. The reason why these these companies stay in business is because we buy the clubs and we buy mm-hmm. the balls and we buy the all. So, like, I'm going to keep buying clubs and balls and you're going to keep buying clubs and balls and we're going to keep the the golf mm-hmm. world in business. You know, not literally exactly. you and I, but, you know, the you us, the regular we'll do our damnedest. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we'll we'll try our hardest to do it. And speaking of, of golf balls, we're powered yes. by Bridgestone Golf, our good partners over there. I just want to throw that out great there as balls. well. Great, Lo- great golf balls for sure. Love Bridgestone. Uh, and balls. by the way, yeah, absolutely. And for and for the record too, they've been extremely. Um, you know, everyone just to touch on the rollback thing really quickly. Uh, a lot of brands have come out and they've issued their statements. You know, their pre- prepared graphics that they put on social media. Uh, you know, Bridgestone for the longest time, and I've said this a few times, they've always been supportive of whatever the governing bodies want to do to protect the game and while you know people may disagree on whether or not you and i should be impacted by anything regarding the rollback they're they're going to continue to do what they do best which is make the best golf balls in the business so uh, kudos to them for for taking that very mature approach i will say compared to some other brands you know what i'm talking about uh, so kudos <laughs> to them um yeah, at any uh... rate <laughs> yeah, well, I have a, I have a The you mentioned the PGA uh, merchandise show. Uh, we are planning on going next month. I think you and I need to do everything we can to not wear quarter zips like that's the yeah. rule. We can't wear. <laughs> well, quarter you know, zips.
1: You know what we could do instead. We could uh, get ourselves some Letterman jackets and show up. In oh, jackets. we should do that. <laughs> we should do that.
0: Absolutely. We'll have to work that into the budget here. I'm sure we can uh, make that happen. All right, Dan. Well, uh, we're up against the clock here. We've talked a lot about uh, the news from the last few days. There's going to be more stuff that's breaking, folks. So I'm sure that Dan and I and Nikki hopefully will be able to hop on, uh, talk about uh, whatever breaks, because who knows? We may hear in a week that the investment group has made the deal. Uh, I don't know, Dan, but it's been an exciting time. Glad you were able for, for
1: all we know, by the time this comes out, seven more people might have gone to live, too. So you never know. That's true, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right, folks, we'll be sure to uh, hit us up. Where, where's my mouse? Be sure to hit us
1: up on <laughs> Golf Unfiltered all over social media.
0: And uh, hit us uh, up on YouTube here. Subscribe to our channel so you can catch all these updates. Dan, thanks for uh, hopping on. All right.